Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Minister Jill Dunlop will be coming out on Monday to uh, announce a really good uh, announcement. But everywhere we go, anywhere in the world, myself or Vic Fideli, uh, our number one selling feature are, are the colleges and universities and the students that are coming out of those colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. Who is coming out of these universities is what I think we should be focusing on. And I don't agree with the Premier who uh, was asked about funding for universities, which next week they will announce $1.2 billion in bailout money for public colleges and universities. The post-secondary education has been crying poor for a while now, right? I mean, last year they lost billions in foreign-funded research with nefarious actors like China, partnerships probably that they never should have had. And then, of course, you add to that, you know, the cut to 35% of foreign students. That's another $7 billion that will be lost to budgets this year again. Why did the universities and colleges get so addicted to that foreign student money? You know? But shouldn't the condition of money be based on merit? Like what these institutions provide and produce as far as success rates or even meeting budgets? Because what are we getting in turn for our investment? We've got record student applications for post-secondary education, a massive labor shortage, and yet we don't have these schools cranking out skilled and trained workers, right? The jobs are sitting empty. But the other thing is we've got students that are racking up thousands and thousands of dollars in education debt, and they're basically getting diplomas to nowhere. Because one in five Ontario college and university students are now graduating with literacy numbers that don't even meet what the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development regard as basic standards. Here's another fact. Research studies suggest 30 to 40% of students show no demonstrable change or improvement in critical thinking in the first two years of post-secondary education. All righty, let me ask Dr. David Haskell, Associate Professor over at Wilfrid Delorier University and a social scientist, senior fellow also with the Aristotle Foundation for Public Policy. Good to have you. It's been a long time. Thank you for joining. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Am I looking at this all wrong? Am I being mean? Because I look at post-secondary education today, Professor, it, it is not what it was. And so why are we automatically just doling them out? Well, you're not looking at it wrong, and I, I appreciated some of the statistics you were quoting. I wish that our own provincial government would actually look at the empirical evidence, because if they did, uh, there's some policy that they could implement right away. Uh, one thing that I would tell them to do is to get rid of the DEI offices yeah. that are at all of our universities. So DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm -hmm. and universities have spent literally millions and millions on those offices, both in staff and initiatives, in just the last few years. So they continue to cry that they are broke, that they, they have no funding, and yet they seem to find so much funding for these DEI initiatives. And Alex, the reason that I'm focusing on this is I just recently, this last week, I put out a study 
uh, a research report for the Aristotle Foundation mm-hmm. yep. for Public Policy, and it showed that DEI, the field itself, is not based on empirical evidence. Not only mm-hmm. that, not, as, not only is there no empirical evidence that it does anything good, there are studies that concretely show it does harm. And so I was looking at the announcement or the pending announcement, and it says that the provincial government is going to make the funding contingent on schools proving they're operating as efficiently as possible. Yeah. Well, no school is, is operating efficiently if it still has DEI staff and DEI offices because it's a house of cards. So that's the first thing that I think uh, our premier and his government needs to look at. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, if if they hadn't let anti-Semitism run rampant through colleges and universities over the last you know twenty to thirty years, maybe they wouldn't have lost so many Jewish donors. But again, until they clean up that kind of stuff and crap, um, I, I, again, I don't know why a parent would necessarily look at universities as a first choice because one of the other challenges is the quality of the professors, right? And the number of part-time faculty in the province of Ontario is now double. It makes up fifty percent of of college and universities. And so what happens is students aren't getting the best quality teachers because they can't build that relationship and the mentorship that you might need to get a reference letter or, I don't know, maybe bounce something off your professor who will disagree with you and then you can get into a great debate, which is not allowed anymore. Well, the the ideas that you're putting out there are significant. Um, we, we now have almost half of courses taught by part-timers. And these people are, are just, they're struggling to get by. They're, they're sometimes teaching six to eight courses, and they don't have time for personal attention. The quality is going down. But you also mentioned the ideological slant in our universities today. Mm-hmm. You don't find debate, because if you're a student who actually wants to look at both sides of an argument, you're going to be shut down. Uh, I, I once did uh, just a brief research report for uh, C2C. It's a, a journal out there that looked at, the prejudice and discrimination that conservative students now face. And it's, it's endemic. I mean, it's across the board. You either stay silent or your marks suffer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that people in our province need to realize that as taxpayers, they're paying almost half for post-secondary students' programs already. And, and they should also know that many of those programs, especially in the arts and humanities, simply are not um, in demand in the workforce. Uh, in, in fact, the highest rates of default are among students who took arts degrees and humanities degrees. Right. So yeah. we're bearing all these costs, not only the cost of education, but the cost when these students default. And again, if we truly did have a conservative government, which we don't, I mean, no. really, uh, the, the government that we have under Doug Ford is similar to the liberals who came before him. But what we should be looking at is something like, let's not fund those university programs that don't actually have applicability to the labor market. That's a really simple way to begin saving some money. Taxpayers would appreciate that. I'm not saying that students can't take arts and humanities programs. They should be able to. But I don't think that the Ontario taxpayer should fund that anymore. And and while we're at it... I was just going to say, why don't why don't we make it free for people who want to go into the trades? Something that we know is in demand. Yeah.
Well, that, that, that's a conversation that stopped about 20 or 30 years ago, and, and we're paying the price now in schools because kids weren't told, hey, this is a great career. You can be an electrician. You can do all these things, and it's, it's never been properly sold. But, you know, I have no issue. If people want to get extra education, go for it. If you want to get kabuki theater diplomas, great, but I, I don't think the taxpayers should pay for it. And so if you just, to your point, make funding um, of courses that are directly related to the to the job market, you know, what is the point in sending your kid to post secondary education if they're not coming out with skills to get jobs? Right, like we should be churning out doctors and engineers, and and we have so many jobs that they can and should be able to do, but they're just not there. Well, and conservative governments used to know that what you incentivize, you get more of, uh, and now we have Doug Ford, who absolutely has no conservative credibility at all. Uh, he just funds things uh, in blanket format. What we would really benefit from as, as a, uh, a society here in Ontario is if we started to incentivize students going into those uh, programs, those post-secondary programs that actually are for jobs that are needed. Wouldn't that be a wonderful idea? Well, it would be. Um, again, if we don't change course, and I don't get the sense that... Um those in, in charge are going to change course. I just don't see what changes. And, and again, just given what we've seen over the last four months with the rot, the activism, the ideologic, uh, you know, uh, I think cancer. Yeah, now it's uh, amazing should, to me yeah. uh, that there hasn't been a voter backlash. I mean, now seems prime time for some fringe party to come in and actually put on the mantle of, of being a conservative. Uh, I don't know if you saw that report by Eric Kaufman that uh, came out. He put it out for the uh, Montreal, uh, sorry, McDonald Laurier Institute related to polling that's been done recently that shows Canadians, including Ontarians, are ready for some conservative policies. And it's simply not being offered by our elite politicians. Stay tuned. Let's see what happens next. I do appreciate your time on this. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Take care. All righty. So there, that conversation with Professor David Haskell out of uh, Wilfrid Laurier University. Again, we have kids coming out of these universities with thousands and thousands in debt, but they can't get a job. You want to take basket weaving, poli sci, knock your boots, don't care. But the taxpayers shouldn't be paying for it. So again, we're just throwing money, but we're not fixing the problems. And I just think the post-secondary education conversation in a lot of households probably and hopefully has changed.